I just think that most of us are operating at 50 to 60% of that potential capacity. And when you ramp that up to 90%, it's just very hard to make those decisions to go back. And I think it's very interesting. We look at our friends and our family and everyone around us is so tired and it's so normal. And the thing I always love to invite is like, let's question that. Do you want that to be normal for you? And that opens this whole like, what would life be like if you had the energy to live the way you wanted to live? Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Tanessa Shears is a kinesiologist, certified sleep science coach, and health consultant who helps entrepreneurs double their energy and focus so they can make more money in their business with her 12 Becoming Limitless Protocols. She works closely with business owners to eliminate brain fog and wake up well-rested so they can get more done in less time, maintain consistent, stable energy throughout the day, and feel better than they have in years. And who doesn't want that? Tanessa is also the host of the podcast, Becoming Limitless, sharing her expertise on optimizing health and focus for business success. Welcome to the show, Tanessa. Hi, Tanessa. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to this conversation since we met on another virtual coffee chat. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it too. I always love talking about all the fun stuff we're going to dive into today. Yes. Okay. So before we kind of dive into a little bit more about your world, I love starting out the conversation with how you have used your voice to better your business and uh, life. Maybe it looks a little different from where you started in your business to where it is now, but take us on a little bit of that journey. Honestly, it started on Periscope, like where I feel like a lot of us started. Do you remember Periscope? I remember it, but I don't think I used it. Yeah, it was like one of those first platforms where people could go live on it. And I remember just like, feeling absolutely petrified and trying to figure that out and then also deleting it as soon as I published it because I was like, oh my God, nobody should ever see that. But this was probably what back in like 2015, 2016. So since then, like I, I started using a lot of like Facebook Live when it was okay. kind of the thing, when it was gaining yep. in popularity. But I didn't really start to see my voice and, and leveraging that really take off until I uh, decided to start guesting on podcasts. And it, my mom pushed me to it. She always, she has this belief that she's always like, you're going to be the next Tony Robbins. I'm like, okay, mom. Um, I love moms. I do. You know, Tanessa, if, if you want to build your business, the business advice of mom, she's like, you really should just go and like get in front of people. You're good at talking. And I was like, no, mom, you don't know anything about online business. Fast forward a couple of years, I'm like, fine. I'm going to start pitching podcasts because I listen to them all the time. I yeah. love like meeting new people through them. 
And so, I mean, fast forward, what are we, almost two and a half years now? I've sent just north of 250 pitches in the last... Come on. Um, what has it been yet? Yeah, just over two years. And in that, the, my business has grown like... I would say exponentially, not even doubled, but like exponentially since I found that because when you can really get out in front of people and I find like you can share stuff that genuinely helps them. And there's a really cool thing about podcasts I find in voice where it's like there, there's this, um, what do we call it? Like an authority builder when, when someone that trusts you, like your audience trusts mm -hmm. you and they say, hey, here's something cool to learn about. And I find it really builds that connection with not only their audience, but now the people that really find your work interesting. So, I mean, since I've learned how to send a good podcast pitch and deliver a good interview and tell stories, like it has made such a difference in the connection I have with a lot of my audience and some amazing hosts that I've met along the way too. Right? So amazing. There's so much good stuff in there. One of them that you said was when you first started, you know, deleting, it was just, you had to do it because it was so bad. So how have your pitches or not just your pitches, but your conversations, your interviews with the podcast. How is that translated from where you started, like on Periscope to where you are now? You're super comfortable. I mean, 250. That's amazing. Do you still do as many? I've got so many questions. Oh, yeah. Well, the fun thing, this is my second interview today. Like these are my jam. Like I probably yeah. do two to three interviews per week and I love it. Right. And it has definitely changed a lot because I remember when I first started out, like the very first podcast interview I did, thankfully, was with a friend. And I was like, sure. okay, at least this feels like talking to a friend. But I remember being like, emailing the host. I'm like, can you please email me questions? Because I need yes. to prepare. And I used to have like documents like on the side yeah. of my screen with like answers to typical questions to jog my memory. Because yes. sometimes when you're talking live, you get in your head. Yeah. And I just remember it being like, oh my God, please think faster than I talk. And a lot of that was in my head. But the mm -hmm. beautiful thing about it is like continuing to show up. What you learn is you learn the stories that connect and you retell those stories and you learn yes. the messages that get like, I'll have people reach out to me on Instagram. I saw you on this podcast. I'll be like, what stories did I tell? And mm -hmm. so it just ends up being just a delivery of your best work. Yes. And I think that that is what it ends up being. And it's that conversation where you, people get you get invited in by their story. And I think that it only gets developed from doing it a bunch of times. And like, I often find now sometimes, like I find it a pleasant surprise, like when there's like, here's what we're going to discuss. But normally, like you get really good at just being able to go off the cuff because when you know your content and what you talk about intimately, it's really easy to talk about it because it's your story, right? Yes, your story. And the fact that you learned from past experiences, I think is key there too and valuable. Like I always say, don't worry about metrics as much as worry about um, what people are saying and tap into that a little bit more what are they resonating with because that can be such a powerful piece and way more like way more powerful than any number or download could be it's are you connecting with the audience in a way that makes sense so that they can you know because they're only going to pay attention if it means something to them right yeah. so that's like the power of telling and leaning into those stories that really mean something to us and I mean I tend to be a little bit quieter of a person, but get me talking and comfortable first in a room where I feel like I, you know, it's safe and then get me talking about a topic that I get excited about and you can't shut me up. So like, I don't know if I'm really introverted. I would say I'm kind of in the middle because yeah, it's just one of those things. And human connection is so amazing. And some of the most brilliant humans I've met has been through this online space and through interviews just like this. So. Yeah, so many powerful things that you said there that has really um, 
made such a great impact in your business. And have you been able to take this experience now that you're more comfortable in speaking onto other stages outside of podcasting? Has that resulted in those things or is that something you're even interested in? Yeah, I'm actually just got invited back to um, for the third year to do Vancouver Startup Week. So I've delivered presentations there. And this week, I've actually been asked to moderate a whole panel on entrepreneur and wellness, which is kind of fun. So I mean, it definitely lends to experiences. And and often, like, it's great because you build your own resume. Every live that you do is an example that you can share of like, hey, here's mm -hmm. how I am in front of a camera. Or Here's a couple podcast interviews now, right? And one of the tips that I love is like, I keep a Spotify playlist of all of the interviews I've been on. And so it's super easy when I'm pitching a podcast or someone asks me about something, I'm like, yeah, well, I know like if you're curious, here's a couple of the episodes that I've done and I'll send a link. And I mean, they're not going to listen to most of them, I imagine, but right. like opening that and seeing that resume of like uploads and all these other shows that I've been on, I think it really lends well to that building of experience, right? And so, and if you think about it, like it could be your own podcast, like here's how I am when I talk about things, you could upload your old lives. There's so many yes. ways that you can use those Spotify playlists and grow that as your resume. Oh my gosh, that's such a great tip. I mean, I definitely have helped clients build media kits, but what a great quick way to be able to showcase what you've done and who you are and what you what you know the power of your speaking like that's so so key and, and that's why I said too like audio can be so many different things so if you're spending all the time and energy like doing Facebook live still or Instagram live still I mean there's nothing wrong with them they're still fantastic and they still reach a certain demographic for sure but what are you going to do with that information afterwards so if there's a way to you know put that into a private audio feed or like you suggested you know pull the audio and put it into a playlist again bam like there you go because yeah we do so much work we have all this great content but how are people seeing and hearing us so what a great tip i love that yeah that's amazing well the thing i love about audio too is like how many of us listen to podcasts while we drive while we do laundry, yes. while we wash dishes. So I found one of the things that I like doing is some of my master classes or web classes that have been a hit. I just upload them onto my podcast as like a two part because they're a bit long sometimes. Yep. But those always go over really well. And it's great. The content is great. Just looking about re-leveraging it and like, how can I hit people that like to listen in different mediums? If people don't want to sit down and watch a video, how can I make this so that they can listen on the go? Make it as accessible as possible. That's like the best. I try to reiterate that and you just did such a brilliant job of that. So thank you for sharing uh, your experience. So thank you for that. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about because I, I love that you have a kinesiology degree. I mean, that is actually my formal background and I've always had a passion. My, my husband works out, my kids work out. They've understood that activity being physically fit in some shape, way, shape or form matters to our health and well-being. And so I love that we have that in common. And I want to hear how you work with clients. Like there's so much good stuff that you do. And I just want to tap into it a little bit. So can you share a little bit about and maybe what your kind of go-to thing is right now or your framework? Yeah. So I help entrepreneurs double their energy and focus with my 12 Becoming Limitless protocols. So each okay. one of these protocols focus on a different aspect that helps us get our brain in gears. Because I often find that entrepreneurs in general, like we love our businesses, but sometimes we can't turn our brains off. And that often will lead into the night and it'll take away from our family life. And not only that, 
it ends up disrupting our sleep. And I find so many of us are, we've just decided that tired is normal. We have to, you know, it feels like a drag to get out of bed. We're tired all day. We're watching the clock, the afternoon energy crash. I mean, we all know this story because we live it, right? So what I love to do is help entrepreneurs optimize the way that their brain works and their health so that they can be more efficient in their business. And being more efficient in our business doesn't just have to look like being highly productive and getting more done. It can. But if you can get done in six hours, which usually takes you eight because you're not distracted, you're not foggy, you're not unfocused, then what do you want to do with that two hours? And if you want to dive in and do more projects in your business, go for it. I gave that time back to my peace and my family and being able to, you know, spend that one-on-one time with my kids, go for walks in the afternoons. Like, is there a hobby that we haven't taken time up on? So I look at health, not from just the perspective of like living a long time, but like, how can it make the life we're living now better? Because I know I opened my business for time freedom and I don't want to feel like I am a slave to my business. So I'm always looking at like, what can I do? so that my business runs more smoothly, so that I have that time freedom back. So that's what my main work is. And I work in a one-on-one capacity with clients. And specifically, the kind of cool thing is I have them wear, um, mostly for the most part, aura rings, which are computers in a ring. And it tracks everything from sleep data to your body stress, your breathing rate, everything. And I look at this data and I help make very personalized recommendations. So for example, if we're looking at sleep, which I think is the foundation of health. If we're looking at sleep and you're not getting enough REM sleep, that's our dream sleep. Well, that's definitely going to affect our ability to do problem solving during the day. It's going to affect our ability to um, stay emotionally stable instead of reacting to things and be really, you know, neutral in the face of stress and whatever comes up in our business. So I'm able to go in and be like, I notice with your data, you're not getting enough dream sleep. Here's two strategies. Let's implement this and see what happens. So it's very much that's where the biohacking comes in is it's looking at how are we able to take your data and make changes to your what you're doing, your habits, your health and your environment so that you have more energy and focus. That's what I do. Oh my gosh, that sounds so brilliant. Who's your ideal client? Who are coming to you? Because I mean, anybody could come to you, but who's potentially your dream client that you work with right now? Yeah, well, and to your point, I do work with people from every background and everything like that, because I mean, sleep is sleep. However, I find that um, my client that I do tend to attract are often six and seven figure entrepreneurs specifically. Um, The reason for that I find is that when you're at the beginning stages of your business, there is a lot of time that goes into getting a business off the ground. And as much as, you know, the internet sells us do it in three days a week, I think that there is the work that needs to go in in order to achieve that lifestyle. And I think at the beginning, there's a lot of trial and error and figuring it out. So at the point where we cross into six, multi six, seven figures, we're usually at that point where we've got a couple team members with us. So we're getting some of that time freedom back or our systems are scalable. So it's not taking so much of our one on one time. And I find that it's at that point where a lot of entrepreneurs are like, holy heck, I have been hustling for the last couple of years. It is we're off the ground and I haven't worked out in two years or like ramen is the go-to choice of food or like, what are we talking about? Sleep? No, no, no. I work. And so it's like at that point where they're like, I'm making the money. I thought my life would feel better and it doesn't. Why? Why do I feel exhausted all the time? So they come to me to buy back that energy and time that they gave up to get their business to where it was. I'm not saying that that they have to give it up to get to that place. That's just usually the type of client that will seek me out is that the client that didn't feel like they had the balance on the way there. 
Yeah. And, you know, the reason why I asked that, because I feel like uh, there's so many different stages in life. We talked a little bit about that before we hit or I hit record. I have two older teens and you have two younger ones. So I remember when I was at your stage and I let myself go a bit because I was working outside of the home. Uh, we didn't have childcare. My husband worked shift work. So we, we just really balanced between both of us being caregivers full time and work and all the things. And I just kind of forgot about myself for like probably eight-ish, nine years. And I'm so, so mad that I did that. But I just I just was in that mode of uh, kind of like a new entrepreneur when you're in that <laughs> mode of like having kids and, and just getting through your day to day. You just are like you're doing everything that you can do. And then you get to a certain point where your body starts shutting down and it's just like, you know what, we're not happy with you right now. <laughs> and if your body starts shutting down, um, that's a whole nother. I mean, that's a whole nother thing, right? Because you just can't function if you don't if you're not looking after yourself. So. I am frustrated because even having all that knowledge and background with that kinesiology background, you know, growing up being super active and then just kind of having that moment in life where I was just like, boom, now I'm in my late 40s. I have older teens. Everyone's looking after themselves, which is fantastic. Um, and I've refound myself in the last uh, eight, nine years, and it's been fantastic. But I can see how people lose themselves in this stage too, because now I'm like spending so much time in these four walls and I really have to make it routine for me to get up, be active first thing. Otherwise, I just feel like like it's a snowball and things just keep running through the day and uh, the family still needs me in some ways. And But this this is where all of my time and energy is being sunk into. So I find that it's really interesting and fascinating because we all can learn these through all these different stages and and then also having that science-based knowledge and what you bring to the table I think is super fascinating because I think a lot of us are just like wow we just gotta eat healthy and we gotta work out like that's you know boom 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 yeah so that just brings a whole nother layer there where I think if people like actually saw what are you actually how is your sleep and what is you know happening is there one like key piece or a couple of tips that you can give our listeners to just you know, without maybe the ring and the science piece that you have seen kind of across the board as some easy transitions into making that more of a reality for for those that are listening? Yeah, the first aha moment that I had that I can see serves many people well when they learn it's something crazy that we like don't even realize. It's this concept of sleep opportunity versus time asleep. So when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I got a Fitbit because I was going to be the fittest pregnant lady because I, you know, personal training background, that was going to be my jam. I taught fitness classes until I was 41 weeks pregnant. <laughs> like I was, it, it was like this comical thing about where's the baby coming um, during class, obviously. No, but I oh didn't gosh. realize that at four months, you basically get, I got sidelined with a lot of pelvic pain and I was like, okay, well, what else does this Fitbit do? Because I got it to track all my movement and steps. And I was like, oh, look at that. Sleep. How cool is that? And I was one of those people before that was very much like, I get eight hours of sleep. This sleep talk is not for me. It's for those people that struggle with sleep. I'm fine. I go to bed at 11. I wake up at 630. That's like seven and a half hours. That's fine. And that's what most of us think. But when I actually started looking into my sleep, and you don't need a Fitbit or an Aura Ring to do this, but I realized that I'm awake a lot more than I think I am. And 
It can be the time it takes you to fall asleep. It can be waking up between natural sleep cycles. When your kids wake you up, when you got to go to the washroom, when you decide to review your to-do list at three in the morning, and when you wake up in the early part of the morning right before, you know, your alarm goes off. And I have reviewed a lot of data from many different entrepreneurs, and I can clearly, clearly tell you that like an hour is like a good amount of a wait time for most entrepreneurs I start working with. And it can stretch all the way up to an hour and a half, hour 45. Now, I want you to think mm. about this. If you're in bed for seven and a half hours and you're actually awake an hour and a half, that's six hours of sleep. Right. And then we wonder why we feel tired all the time and that our brain is right. performing at peak capacity. So mm -hmm. it's the simplest shift. It's like what you tell yourself you're getting because of the hours you spend in bed, subtract an hour just to be safe. And that is likely yeah. what you're getting. So if you're really wanting to get seven and a half hours of sleep a night, we need to allow for enough time for that to happen. So like expanding the amount of time you spend in bed, that's a really good first one. Yes. And that can be applied at any age, right? Because my son has always struggled with his sleep. I think sleep is just always going to be an issue for him. He just, he overthinks everything. And I think a lot of us do. And especially if we're, you know, creatives and entrepreneurs, like our minds are constantly going until, and we hear this too. Like there's been a lot of successful people that I have just even seen recently that are just shutting things down because they're tapped out. And I don't want that to happen to myself. I definitely don't want to see that in my son. I want him to be able to be happy and live a full productive uh, life as a young adult and in his older years. But I think that's something that we can all take, right? Is that, and we talk about it all the time. Sleep is so important, but I need to do the same thing, right? I'm like, oh, can I just listen to this? Because I'm using like every moment to kind of fit in what I can in my day because I'm like, oh, can I just squeeze out a little bit more? And I think I sometimes just need to be like, okay, with just being calm and not learning and absorbing every second of the day or, you know, being stimulated in some capacity because sometimes our bodies just need to be calm. This is why I love Hello Audio. You started your business to make an impact, make a difference, and truly help your customers and clients better their lives in one way or another. Whether you're saving them time, money, and energy, or providing them with better relationships, systems, and skills, you're all about serving your audience and making an impact. But no matter how much we want to leave our impact on the world, it always feels like there is so much more holding us back and standing in our way. How can we spread our message when we need to spend hours picking the best ring lights for YouTube videos? How can we better the lives of our customers when we're spending six hours perfecting our slide decks in Canva? How can we impact our audiences if we're feeling nervous about even being on camera? We should be focusing on serving our people and not swept up in the world of technicalities, logistics, and over-analysis paralysis. You're plenty busy with the message to share and information your people need to hear. You can create an impact without creating video. You just need your people to hear you. No cameras needed. Forget the cute outfits and fancy slide decks. Just you, your message, and a microphone. You can create private feeds to share with your leads, clients, and customers using the audio from videos you've already created and or recording fresh new audio tracks. With Hello Audio, you can set up a private audio feed in a matter of minutes. Hello Audio allows you to form a deeper connection with your customers through the power of your voice wherever you are or they are in the world.
Oh, right. Kyle Newport, um, he wrote a book called Deep Work, but specifically this most recent one, Digital Minimalism. He said this concept in there that I've never been able for, to forget. He talked about this concept called solitude. And he said, most people think solitude is go away in a cabin, away from civilization. But he said that we need to incorporate solitude in our everyday. And solitude is just the absence of input from other people's brains. And think how much of our day, especially as business owners, we spend mm -hmm. listening to podcasts, doing all this. And he goes, we lose touch with our ability to process our own emotions and hear yes. our own thoughts and what we want. And it gets so drowned out by everyone else's input. I was just talking with my business coach today and I said, you know, I've just decided that I'm going to stop taking input on what I should want for my business because everyone out there is like million dollar year, let's go. And you're just like, yeah. I should probably want that. Right. Because like, that's my whole community. And mm -hmm. so I'm really just starting to look at like, okay, what does actually solitude look like? And where I love to put that is in that little chunk, that time before bed of an hour. It's like, can I close out everyone else's brain and just figure out what's going on in mine for a little bit? And I find that that creates such a nice place of peace and wind down to head into sleep. And it does wonders for sleep quality. Ah, that's such a good tip. You know, bringing back the conversation of our moms. I'm pretty close with my mom as well. And, um, I remember growing up, if my dad was away working and she was busy in the kitchen prepping food for supper or whatever, she just wanted the house to be quiet. And I never understood that. <laughs> like, what you, why can't we have the music on or the TV going? And she's like, I just need quiet. And now I can appreciate it <laughs> at this stage of my life, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like sometimes it's just nice for it to be quiet and calm. And we just live in this, you know, world where everything's go, go, go. And, and like, just quick pace and it's just or like the amount of tabs I have open on two screens because I can't just work on one right that's just the that's just our norm so I think leaning into that and I love that I'm going to totally check out that book because I think we just need to all um step back and just have some calm and you know we go to the lake in the summer and it's talking about my son again it's his favorite place and I think it is because that's his like calm right and we don't have that in the winter but in in the summer months when we are driving there together like even though he's 16 it's still his favorite place you can just see his face just like the shoulders come down he just is like this is a zen place he would never say that but it totally totally is so I think we just all need to remember that and even if we can't be in our zen place throughout the whole year to be able to find that somewhere where we can just kind of get away from all the craziness in the day and yeah, just find some calm. So I love that. And you're right. You probably see it in your clients. Like once they kind of tap into that, then what's possible? Like everybody's so, okay, but what if I invest with you, like Tanessa, what is going to be my ROI? Just like you said, oh, I'm going to have that million dollar a year. Like at what expense? Like, right. So if we, if we thought about the ROI in our own health and just how good it would feel to feel good again. Could you imagine the spark and the creativity and the ideas and what we could generate and, and how we could communicate that better if we were more rested? Yeah, there's a magical moment I always find with my clients and it's, it's when they have started sleeping properly and they stop feeling so exhausted and or that moment when they stop um, eating a lot of processed foods. It happens a couple different times. And there are moments like, oh, I didn't realize that this was how my body was supposed to feel. Because what they'll do is they'll go back to their old habits for a night. Like they'll go, yeah. you know, and eat processed food or they'll 
have a disrupted night of sleep. And they're like, I remember thinking this was normal. And I just think like we, I just think that most of us are operating at 50 to 60% of that potential capacity. And when you ramp that up to 90%, it's just very hard to make those decisions to go back. And I think it's very interesting. We look at our friends and our family and everyone around us is so tired and it's so normal. And the thing I always love to invite is like, let's question that. Do you want that to be normal for you? And that opens this whole like, what would life be like if you had the energy to live the way you wanted to live? Right? (laughs) Can we just leave it at that? Because I think that's just like such great advice. And I think it's just also not overthinking it and taking some easy steps today to get you there. But you're right. Like, honestly, if we if we eat unhealthy, like, for example, we're taking the kids skiing. We go once a year usually to the mountains. And I'm so excited. But last year I forgot. I didn't forget. I got busy and I just didn't prep any food. And so we by the time you get back from the hill, you're exhausted. And so then you're driving around and it's too late to really sit and eat anywhere because you're like, so you, then you're like, okay, so like subs one night and pizza one night and you just feel like garbage and you're like trying to just get through. And this year I was like prepared. Like last weekend I spent the afternoon and I just prepped some food and I'm so excited because I can just throw it in the cooler now, go, we can come back from the hill and I can throw it in the oven. We can just sit and relax and guess what? It's ready. But you yeah. feel so much better too, like honestly. And it's so funny because when you do have those moments of, oh, we'll just quickly grab something because it's just like life happens. But what suggestions do you give to clients to help them with that piece then? If life gets busy and you have to, like what are your go-tos or what are some personally that you have kind of developed to make those more routine instead of having to like rush out? I think one of the best things is just the question you can ask yourself is like, how can I make this more simple? Mm-hmm. I often believe that if we are able to establish good habits during the busy seasons of our lives, then we can do it all the time. But what we often do is wait until we have these large, uninterrupted times of quiet or we're not in a launch, when we're not moving, yeah. when we're not doing these things to finally figure it out. But then busy time comes and we can't figure it out during those times. So mm-hmm. I often think that during those times where it feels like there's more on the plate than usual, that is the best time to get your systems in place. And that can be as simple as asking a question like, how could I make this simpler? So for example, I was working with a client this week and we were going through just a general meal planning process and a system that we have set up. And one of the questions I said was like, she, I said, how did it go? Like, how was the planning? How was the shopping? How was the getting the food ready? She's like, it was great. I was like, awesome. How could it have been easier? How could it have been simpler? And she's like, oh, well, actually, I accidentally chose two meals that I both had to cook in the oven. So it took longer than if I'd have chosen like an instant pot one, for example, and a one in the oven. Like it's little things like that. And we don't think to ask when things are going well, how we can make them better. But like if we're in a busy, it's like just like what, how can I make this easier? Mm -hmm. It's like if you wanted to get good sleep, what is the two things? I like to call it my accelerated wind down routine. Like what are the two or three things that give you the most bang for your buck? And for me, it's always looking at like, okay, well, I have my orange bulb on my bedside table that goes on. I make sure that I turn screens off an hour and a half before bed and I get to bed on time. Those are the those are the bare minimum things. And I think it's really tapping into those bare minimum things and always even asking, like, what would make this easier or more easily get done if things were to get busy? And also, I think in part with that is recognizing that we're we're humans and to have that compassion, because the other side of that conversation often becomes 
well, what's wrong with me? I can't do this every night. What's wrong with me? I'm busy. And I think there's that conversation of what is your minimum baseline? Like, what are you committed to doing even on those busy days? And when I say minimum baseline, it's not a goal. It's not, well, every night I'm at least going to do this. No, it's like, well, how many nights a week? What is the actual minimum that you will commit to? Because what that does is that builds your integrity with yourself so that even in those busy times, if you say you're going to do something, you know you have your own back. Because I think that's where we get stuck in the whole field is like, yeah, I'm going to work out six times. And then you work Mm -hmm. out two and then you think, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. It was just you set a goal that was a goal. And not a minimum baseline. I think we just need to shift how we're setting our priorities. Yes, I love that. And also being okay with asking for some help and support. Because as I do have two teenagers, they need to step in the kitchen a little bit more. And I need to let some of that go, right? But it's it's just those things that we just, we're just so used to doing, doing, doing. That's, you know, what our parents did. That's what I need to do. And it's not. You need to create your own norm and whatever's happening in your, under your roof. That makes sense and makes everybody a little bit more calm. So I appreciate that on so many levels. Before I let you go, how can people find you and reach out to you, Tanessa, and learn more from all the good stuff that you teach? I love it. Well, I have a podcast called Becoming Limitless. And this podcast, if you are like, okay, I want to take one health change. I want to know how to do it. I want to know why it works. And I want to know how it affects my business. There's probably an episode on it. So that is the podcast to go to if you're just really looking how to dive in and how these things actually affect your business. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that on Instagram, I'm at Tanessa Shears and every, I post really easy how to stuff, different things you can implement, mindset shifts, all that kind of stuff. So that's a really good place, especially if you have like questions and follow up. Um, but beyond that, I have a, a three mini part course and it's all about three biohacking secrets to optimize your energy and boost your focus. And you can get that at tanessashears.com forward slash biohacking. Okay, I will make sure I absolutely have that all in the show notes for people to check out because I know people are like biohacking. What the heck? Like, I need to check this out. So I love it. Okay, so before I do let you go, I love going through a few rapid fire questions just to get to know who you are a little bit more. Uh, So let's start. Do you actively listen to podcasts now because you've been a guest on so many and you have your own? Do you still make time for yourself to listen to podcasts or are you more of an audiobook, or do you like both? Yeah. Right now I'm in the podcast phase. I have probably like six that are on pretty current rotation and they always occur while I'm getting ready in the morning. And if I, the, you know, if I'm driving somewhere or lastly, if I go on a walk, it's about 50, 50. Sometimes I'll just like think, and sometimes I'll go on a walk and listen to a podcast. Okay. And I'm always interested in learning. um, Do you listen for like to learn for self-development or do you learn for entertainment or listen to for entertainment? I need both because I find that if I can't disengage, I find I say in a little bit of fight or flight. So I have the, yeah. you know, the podcast that I will go to for business. I have the podcast I will go to for personal development. And I'll have the ones that really ground me and remind me like, hey, when is enough enough? Like, what is the priority in your life? Pull back. So I have like podcasts in different categories and it's kind of like mm-hmm. where what my energy needs to stay balanced. So if I'm feeling just really laid back and I know I need to get into work, I'll fire on one of those business ones. But if I'm feeling really like lean forward and I need to relax, then I choose one of the other ones. I love that. I feel like it's the same as coffee table books. You know, I've got like a few that I, some that I just pick up, just depends on my mood. And I'm like, how can people just have like one or two? Like I've got a few, right? <laughs> but it just depends on your mood. And I'm definitely always going to be a self-learner. So that's always part of it. But I think it's okay to have some for just light and ease and to relax. So I love that. What's something that you're really proud of that you accomplished this past year? 
Oh, I'd say the big one is we retired my husband. So that's yeah. huge. Yeah, my um, I had my my baby nine and a half months ago, and on her birthday, my husband quit his job. So, oh my gosh, that was that really fun. So Not amazing. only just her, well, and it lets him pursue like the work he's always been passionate about, and like it's just nice to have him home. And I was there for Absolutely. my first daughter, and I saw the first steps. I heard the first words, and he didn't get that. So mm-hmm. for me to be able to give that to him was pretty cool. And taking it from another parent who has older teens, man, that time goes by fast. And we do not have one regret at all uh, with both of us being able to take turns and co-parent as much as we have been able to. It's been like the best blessing ever. So I love, I love that you shared that. Anything that we missed today that you would like to touch on or did we capture it? Uh, a little piece of what you do, Tanessa? You know what? I think... Maybe it's not so much sleep related. It's one of the guiding principles that I use throughout my life. It is a thought that somebody else offered me and I've mm-hmm. never I've never been able to look at my life the same since. And it was a business coach that I had and she was coaching me while I was pregnant with my first daughter because I was very much thinking like, how do you run a business with kids? It's all going to go into the mm-hmm. ground. What am I going to do? And she said to me, you know, Tanessa, as long as you think that the problem is outside of you, you think the solution is outside of you. So as long as it's the baby's fault that you can't work or it's, you know, the people that, you know, clients aren't doing this or whatever, it's, it's always out of your control. She goes, but if your brain and it's just your thinking is the problem, then the thinking in your brain is the solution and always within your control. So instead of saying, I can't run a business because of this, or it's hard because of this, what if it's just my thought I'm having a thought that makes that feel hard. And if that's the problem, then I just start with my thinking. And I have control of that. I don't have to rely on anybody. No circumstances have to change. So as long as my brain is the problem, my brain is the solution. And I just choose to believe that like it's all a thought problem. Oh, that's like the perfect thing to end this conversation yeah. on. Because I think we all need to think a little bit more inwards instead of automatically thinking it's outside of me. It's it's not me, but when we do believe in ourselves and think and feel a little bit more inwards, it's amazing what we can accomplish. So I love that and very inspirational because um, that is the plan on this end too, is to hopefully have my husband be able to try something different in his life that really sparks that fire and interest. And when you can see that, he sees that in me, which I'm sure your husband saw that in you. It's pretty cool to be able to see that on the other but literally and I can't wait for that to happen so I'm so excited for you both in this new chapter for you and I'm so excited that you took the time to come and chat with me because it's fantastic to meet another fellow Canadian that works in the field of wellness and I appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for listening into the show it truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at May and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.